Hey, we're Angela and Stephanie, fellow pantser, plotter, and your new best friends. In an industry where doing all the things to make another buck and stay afloat seems to be trending, we're here to shift the conversation. On the Indie Author Lifestyle Show, we're committed to teaching you actionable strategies that lead to a successful indie author career and life. Grab your field mugs, bring your notepad, and let's get to work. Welcome to another episode of the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. We are here with episode 40, which is awesome. And I'm really excited because I have a few announcements to dive into first thing. Seems kind of funny saying announcements, but it is 2021. And I'm really excited because this will be a fantastic year for writing, marketing, and publishing. I was reading a survey by Written Word Media, and they were talking about how the market is really good right now. Um, because people have been staying at home, readers have been super hungry for ebooks, and they've also been hungry for physical books as well. And so now's the time, if you can get the visibility, if you can get in front of readers, now's the perfect time to really capitalize on that. And so in order to help you with boosting your sales and your books of visibility, Stephanie and I have put together a workshop called Simple Steps to Boost Your Books Visibility. And you can grab that by just joining our email list. Uh, it will be in the show notes, indieauthorlifestyle.com forward slash zero four zero. You can go ahead over to uh, join our email list and we'll send you a link with that workshop. It's about 30 minutes, so you can spend some time listening in, and then you can go ahead and implement those steps and go ahead and get your book going. Uh, also, in episode 38, we talked a lot about how to boost your book's visibility with a bookstagram tour, so I highly recommend going back and listening to that if you haven't already. And then we do have a couple of really fun speaking engagements coming up. So both Stephanie and I are involved with these. Uh, the first one that's coming up, actually, yeah, the first one that's coming up, I think, is Pro Writing Aid is putting together a fantasy week. And so this is going to be fantastic because we will both be doing workshops, fantasy themed workshops. And so I definitely recommend, um, again, this will be in the show notes, but come across to the show notes and click that link and go ahead and sign up for those free webinars and learn from us. And we'll dive into things that we haven't really talked about here on the show. So this will definitely be something that you don't want to miss. And then what I am super hyped for is the Women in Publishing Summit. Um, my friend Alexa Bigworthy runs it, and she's been doing this for a few years. It's been fantastic. I've um, been friends with her since 2016, so we go way back, uh, almost as far back as Stephanie and I, and she just does a phenomenal job putting that together. She has an amazing lineup of speakers, and so you'll definitely want to go ahead and get your ticket and sign up. There are going to be some excellent teachable moments. And so no matter where you are in your walk, if you're struggling um, in different areas of writing, marketing, publishing, uh, really focusing on craft, or whether you're kind of focused all more on like technology and putting it all together, there will definitely be something for you to learn it there. And then finally, our very own Stephanie Blabla has put together an amazing course for writers. And so I'm going to turn it over to her to ch chat about that. Yes, guys. And so I went ahead and created a program called Writer Readiness. Now, 
why did I create this program? Simply because a lot of us, especially if we are aspiring, if we're not already authors yet, but we aspire to be, which I know a lot of you in our audience do, you get hung up on some things. You may find up you might find that you reach a place in your draft where you're not able to finish it or you come a lot you come across with a lot of obstacles to why you're not able to write your story and you're not sure what to do and how to get over it and so writer readiness really tackles before you even get into the, the craft of the draft you really get into the mindset work right because before you even dive into writing you need to be able to understand that you can do it you have the ability you have the story inside of you, you have the ability to write a full-length novel, and there's nothing keeping you from doing that. And, you know, there is, you know, some astronomical statistics that talk about a lot, how the thousands of writers who say they want to write a book, or want to write a story, want to publish, want to be an author, and the major, the numbers of them that actually do it is almost slim to nuts right? It's almost like a one out of 10 writers who will actually sit down, put their ideas to paper and actually write the book. And I would argue that a lot of that is mindset. A lot of people get hung up on imposter syndrome. A lot of people get hung up on writer's block, which is not a thing. And we've discussed this before on the podcast. A lot of people get hung up on the fact that they don't know how to get this story out of them, or they don't think that they are capable, or they have favorite authors and writers that they look up to, that they revere, and they believe because these writers are so amazing, they themselves could never write. And so if you feel or find yourself in this position where you have tried and you've not been able to do it, or you literally don't even know where to start, writer readiness will help you conquer those mindset obstacles and will get you to move past the writing resistance so that you can actually write your story. So I encourage you to go to stephaniebwaba.com. All of the information is there. Of course, we'll also have the resource in the show notes for you to make it easy for you to find. And I will see you on the inside. I am excited to work alongside you to get your mind ready so that you can actually get writing. Oh, that's going to be phenomenal. So I hope y'all really come across the show notes, grab all these links and check these things out because this is for you. And speaking of writing, Stephanie, what have you been working on this week? You guys, I have been knee deep in a story that I've been working now for, I was going to say about a year, but I think I've been working for it for on it for over a year. Like the idea came to me a little bit ago. And then like, I started to work on the actual story about a year ago and like writing it and whatnot. And so this is a book about mages and sirens. It follows a mage princess and a siren prince. And they come from two worlds where they are born to do one thing, which is to obliterate the other, okay? It's very much so land versus seas. This is a very slow burn um, enemies to lovers romance. And it's so much fun because these two characters will learn so much about how they've been conditioned, about what they've been taught. They will learn about how 
when it comes to the other, they are more alike than they realize. And so it's very much so a journey of understanding that you've been fed a lot of things, but along the way you realize, wait a minute, like, have I been fed the truth? Do I know the truth? So there's a lot of bomb um, bombshell plot twists and it is so much fun. Of course, this is young adult fantasy. So it's also fast paced. Um, there's a good bit of like, not necessarily romance, but as far as like good tension, right? <laughs> There's a lot of good um, yummy tension, as I like to say. And so it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm really digging into that. I have actually already finished writing the first draft. So currently I am in edit mode now because I finished my, um, my reread of the draft and I have a ton, <laughs> a ton of rewriting to do. And I am using tips from Tiffany Yates Martin's book, Intuitive Editing. We actually did have a conversation with Tiffany about that book. We would highly recommend you go and listen to that podcast episode. Again, that is with Tiffany Yates Martin. And we talked about, um, we talked with her about her book, Intuitive Editing. And so I am applying a lot of the concepts that she talks about in the book. Some of them can be difficult, you know, it's like approaching the, the first draft, like, as a reader, you know, and so it's very difficult sometimes to like read your story without trying to nitpick it because you can already see how it's supposed to be better in real time. But I did allow myself the ability to read the entire draft without doing anything, just reading it at face value. And now I know what to fix, where to start plugging in holes and where to fix a lot of the plot holes, but also where to insert a lot of plot twists. So I am excited. Um, I can't wait for y'all to read this book. I will share more details once I you know, get further as far as like the revision process and just sharing more about the book to the public. But yeah, that's what I am working on. Of course, I have other books in the background, but this story of mages versus sirens um, is very much so taking up like my energy and like he has my attention on it I'm really excited because it's about sirens like I love mages that like the mages in the story but I love the sirens in the story so I'm really excited for readers to dig into that now that's what I'm focused on right now Angela what about you what do you have going on in the writing world <laughs> oh gosh um no I am <laughs> I mean, at this time, I'm working on wrapping up my edits of Music of the Night, which is, um, it is an adult semi fantasy romance with a, I'd like to say it is Phantom of the Opera meets Beauty and the Beast. And so that is coming out around Valentine's Day. And I'm just so excited about it. I have a hardcover coming out, the paperback will be out, and this is actually one of those really fun books that I've been promoting all over Instagram. I'm really excited for all the tours, so I'm just kind of wrapping that up, polishing it up, getting ready to send that out to ARCS, I think the end of this week, and so that's really where my focus is at, and as soon as I get done with that, then I will turn my attention to wrapping up the final novel in my Legend of the Nameless One series. And so that will be the fifth book in the series. And so I'm excited to wrap that up. Uh, I've been seeing the, the read through on the series and I can see when the readers get really excited about when they hit book three and then they just like are buying, buying, buying. And so I'm really excited to get that one to them and see what they think. But that that is it for me. Uh, I am... 
I feel like I'm not spending too much time writing right now. It's more prepping and preparing. And after this week, I'll get right back into really focusing in on make, getting my word count in every single day. But yeah, things, things are different. Things kind of change um, depending on the season. And so I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. We're going to talk a lot about diversity and how to be intentional with it and adding it into your stories. And so this one will be really good for you to listen to if you have had some hesitations on how to apply diversity, if you're concerned about um, kind of putting something that might be sensitive into your book. And so we'll just kind of dive into this topic and talk you through it. So Stephanie, if you would like to kick it off. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about this. And the first thing I would say is diversity is not what we all assume it to be, which is just race, right? I think a lot of the time when we talk about diversity in, in story, um, the first thing is like, oh, okay, well, you need to have Black characters, you need to have, you know, um, Latinx characters and so on and so forth. But that's not the only thing that is diverse, right? Diversity can mean culture, but diversity can also mean um, the kind of background an individual might have ex gone through. Diversity can mean the kind of tone or the kind of individual that's being put forward. So it may, it may be a weaker character versus like a stronger character. Um, diversity can be all kinds of things. Maybe someone has um, a handicap or like just things like that like diversity is a broad spectrum of things and so that is the one of the first things I wanted to highlight is you know when we're talking about diversity um all of us have work to do as far as like you know reaching across the aisle so that you can be better and more accurate when it comes to being diverse and now for my stories they are <laughs> what some would say inherently diverse because um, my stories revolve around Black angels, right? Like, so these are Black characters, which is not often seen in fantasy, in young adult fantasy. I'll just stick to my, you know, my niche genre in young adult fantasy where you have these kinds of characters. And it's not just like, oh, I write Black characters, but they are also the main characters. A lot of the times when you read um, books, especially in my genre, if there are different kinds of characters, maybe they look different, they have an accent, they they have different kinds of features, they have different kinds of cultures that are um, almost like a parallel to some of the cultures that you would see in the earth today in real time, they are side characters, right? Or like they're the best friend or they're the teacher or like the scholar that, you know, has a, a little bit of attention to them, but not so much. And then the main characters are typically the same that you would see across the broad, the broad spectrum of fantasy. And so I know for me, I was very much so intentional about bringing a sense of like my view on not only the African-American perspective, right, but also just like my, just slipping kind of some of my cultures in there and also being intentional with painting a group of people which happen to look like me, be like me in a different kind of light than before, right? Because that's the thing with diversity, it's also bringing something different to the table, something that readers have not seen before or they do not see it often, right? Um, just because a book is popular doesn't mean that the concept in the book is popular and common, you know? And so 
I know with my with my stories in you know the different books in the Eldel world I am very intentional about like for example a lot of my characters are royal descended or like they're either like a prince or a princess or they come from a stable home two parents stable home brothers and sisters they're close with their siblings they have a good relationship with their parents and there's like loyalty in the home the home is stable they have they come from wealth or they come from a very um affluent background those kinds of things so I approach it in the sense of painting individuals, like painting Black characters in this light of royalty, which is not something that happened too often, right? But some other individuals, when they think of diversity, like for example, um, the author by the name of Sarah K. L. Wilson, I loved her Dragon School books. So, um, some of you may have read them. She's I would presume well known amongst us in our community, but her dragon school books, I love them because her main character, Amal, Amal, I hope I said that right, but she has a handicap, right? And that was one of the first times where I read about a character that it was the main character and they had a handicap and it wasn't viewed in this sense of, oh, it makes her weaker and it makes her, you know, inferior to others, but her handicap served as a strength for her and it made her a stronger main character. And so I know when it comes to, you know, the first thing when it comes to diversity for me, I try to think of bringing something different, especially uh, now, I, again, for me, my character is a black, I am black, right? But for example, if a writer potentially is Caucasian, right? And they're writing about a black character, that's you bringing something different to your space, to what you do, to what you write, and you're making room for something different. Yeah, I really like that, especially that definition of diversity too, and bringing something different and something new to the table as well. And I know in this time it can kind of be difficult to feel like you can bring something new to the table, but I would say as a writer, you have your own unique perspective on life and on the world. And so I would say definitely don't feel intimidated that your perspective isn't anything new. Just write it anyway and make sure that you you get it out there because you don't know who it's going to reach with your words. And, and as for me, my, my focus on diversity in my books has always been kind of making sure I have this very diverse group of people that have various strengths and weaknesses and come from different backgrounds. And so I guess that trend is something that continues throughout my books is really, I'm looking at people and I'm looking at their backgrounds. And so one of the things I feel like, and one of the blessings of writing is that as a writer, we can write from different perspectives. And I might be a black female writer, but I also enjoy writing from the male perspective as well. And that is the beauty of writing is that we can get into these characters' heads and write. And it really helps when you know their, their background. I know we've done a few episodes on world building and character development. And really when you dig into the character and the essence of who they are and what makes them diverse and strong, 
really comes from their background and their viewpoint on the world. And so I would say start there if you're having a struggle trying to figure out how do I make diverse characters, really dig into their background and the things that have happened to them. And maybe some of the struggles are barriers to success that they're facing and go from there. And I know one of my big uh, themes that I carry throughout my books is the theme that diversity is great because everyone has something different to bring to the table and that really allows us to work together and build a stronger and better world. And so that was one of the main themes in my first novel, The Five Warriors, uh, because there are five of them. They each had different strengths. They each had different backgrounds. And the way I weaved in diversity was through the people groups. And there are four core people groups and they are known for different things. Some of them are known for, you know, we're great farmers. We really enjoy um, growing food and making wine. And that's what they were known for. Then there are others that were known for their healing and their love in nature and just uh, their, their ability to use the bow and arrow. So there are just different things that you can really focus on to make your characters diverse. And I know that fantasy is a very, uh, very broad genre because you can dig into the different races and what they're like. And that will really help you with making things diverse. But I would really encourage you to kind of like think outside of, uh, think outside the box with it. And I uh, really enjoy that, that moment where you're pulling from something unique, something that makes you uh, stretch and really kind of grow yourself. And I'm not saying don't focus on the tropes because those are important too, but it's important to kind of look beyond that and really pull a character out that, you know, people don't usually get to read or that's not common to read. No, I love that. And we can harp on that for a little bit, right? Because even when we're talking about, you know, you just brought up like the differences with the characters and their backgrounds in the four worlds. But I'm thinking about, you know, diversity is also woven through our journeys, right? And so, I mean, the typical, like if we're looking at real time, right? One person, you know, like for example, right? Diversity, Angela and I are both black. We are both women. We're both millennials. However, Angela was raised in a two-parent home with four other sisters. I was raised in a one-parent home with a single mother, and I'm an only child, right? And so that right there alone, that is two completely different journeys, two completely different experiences, just because of our upbringings, just because of how the home was set up, right? And so I think it's interesting, because when you put that into story, you're also able to bring that across. It's not just about, oh, well, someone has a darker skin color, <laughs> or someone maybe has like, you know, tattoos or not, or someone, you know, likes to drink this, and someone likes to eat that. But but it's also, okay, this individual has gone through these kinds of experiences, right? You know, I know like when I'm reading stories, the ones that really impact me are the ones that have a, a journey that I may or may not understand, but it's really relatable just because it's different, right? Like, for example, I, you know, Angela and I, we were chatting about the book From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Amontrap. The main character of this book, without spoilers, right? The main character of this book, her, you know, when you read it, sure, there's a lot of nuance, there's a lot of backstory, there's a lot of things going on around her. But as an individual, she has a very 
veil on her face all of the time. She wears the same exact dress <laughs> every single day. She's not allowed to speak to anyone. No one is allowed to speak to her. No one's seen her face. No one's heard her voice. And so that right there is a different experience, right? Because if you put yourself in the shoes of let's say there's an individual out there in the world that's going through that, it's so much different. I can't imagine with the way I run my mouth all the time, I cannot imagine being around other people and not saying a word. You're not allowed to say anything or like no one else talking to you. And so that's different. And it's, and it's new. It, it's a very, it now it's hard, right? <laughs> okay. You know, I felt for the character, but that in and of itself is diversity. It's a different it's a different angle, it's a different journey, it's a different experience. And as such, the character has to go, you know, through their experience of growing from that, overcoming it and seeing how will that kind of a situation make or break them. And so another thing I, I love as far as like when it comes to diversity is just kind of like tone, you know, and also just how these characters come across, right? You know, that is the thing with, with fantasy. We can have multiple points of view. And like Angela mentioned, you know, she, she likes that she's able to write from a male perspective. Well, for me, with the story that I'm writing right now, one of my characters is a girl, the other character is a guy. And it's so interesting because when I'm writing from his perspective, it's like, oh, this is different. Like a, like a male would not necessarily process this this way and also just like the kind of um background I'm shaping for him and how his like world like his normal world is set up and how he's been programmed honestly to show up in his world every single day it's really interesting and so maybe we can talk about that a little bit as well it's just like the tone and how like different characters show up and even like diversity in their personalities right because like it varies so much so but because they're so different it's able to create this like cohesive and just alluring kind of story because they're so different and so they complement each other because of the differences yeah actually i think that's a good point uh just because i've been fascinated with I guess, immortal characters where they have this long lifespan where they've seen a lot of the world and they're just kind of trying to, when, when you're writing a character like that, you do have to have a certain tone to it because of that perspective that you're digging into. And so I always have found that very interesting. I guess that's something that's really popular with, um, with vampires I guess because those are most of the the books I've read with kind of like the immortal characters. But even when it comes to my own writing, I I kind of sit back and try to think about um, the character and how and their viewpoint. I think that's really important because you can start out your your character journey with a certain viewpoint, and over time it changes. So maybe it's a negative viewpoint and it becomes positive. Um, and so I'm working on a series right now, The Legend of the Nameless One, where I have a character who is, well, at least in the first book, he's pretty unlikable. And so that definitely is a tone that was set up because the way he views the world, the way he looks at people and views them, it just causes a lot of conflict because he has this kind of negative personality and he doesn't 
the thing is when you're when you're writing the tone with that from his viewpoint he didn't think that he was doing anything wrong because he's just looking at things from his point of view and he's like well you know this is this is not how it should go I, I don't care that you're angry or upset or mad like just whatever like my way or the highway and so it's really important when you're when you're writing these diverse characters to kind of focus on the the journey where they're starting out where you want them to end and then also on the tone how uh, do others view them how do they come across um, what are kind of the the misconceptions that people are picking up and I think one of the biggest books for for misconceptions for kind of seeing someone and making the a snap judgment immediately is the good old classic Pride and Prejudice uh, just because when Elizabeth first met Mr. Darcy he just he was a little shy and uncomfortable with the situation. And so that just made him come off as super arrogant and rude. And he wasn't, but that's the way that people saw him. And so when you're when you're digging through tone and trying to figure that out, kind of it always helps me to kind of go back to the classics and think about those stories that I loved and why did I like that? You know, why did I enjoy Pride and Prejudice? Because, you know, we had this assumption about this guy and then, whoa, at the end, we realized actually he behaved this way because of this, this, and this that was going on. And he pulled his friend away from this potential marriage that would be really good because he didn't think that the woman actually cared for his friend and he was concerned for his friend's future. And so those are, when you're writing, those are the kind of different things that you can put in the misconceptions, the, the wrong viewpoints, the, the snap judgments people make because they can't see the, the big picture. No, I love, love that. Um, misconceptions are the best, honestly, because it helps you as a reader, because at the end of the day, as authors, we, as writers, we have a responsibility, right? Like we're helping readers essentially process what they're trying to understand in the real, the real world through story, right? And so then a lot of that is done through misconception because then you begin to check your own biases. And that's the thing, that's really one of the main points of diversity, right? You know, you want diverse stories because diverse stories expose you to different narratives, which help you check your own personal biases. They help you check, you know, your own worldview and how you see something and why you see it that way. And is it something, is it a narrative that you have on the world that needs to be changed? And one other thing, um, you know, I want to talk about is the intentionality part of it, right? This sense of, okay, I want to bring this kind of story into the world. And honestly, that can start for you writers, no matter what you're writing, that can start with having a conversation with someone that is different than you or witnessing something taking place in the world that you may not understand or you wish to know more about or something that intrigues you or allures you and you want to learn more and you want to shed more light on it, right? You know, if I were to write a story about an illness, like let's say I wanted to bring awareness to an illness, I would have to research about that. I would have to ask, I would have to potentially speak to someone that has gone through that to really understand how it's going through. Like for example, let's say someone deals with chronic depression, right? 
that is a really dark place. And that's not something that, especially if you've never gone through it, that's not something that you can just like throw words together and try to make that happen. Or, you know, you just watch a movie, which can be good. It can kind of portray it. Or if you read other books, it can kind of portray it. But that is one thing where you would actually, it would behoove you to speak to someone who's gone through that, right? And to say, look, you know, I know this is going to cause you to face a, a darker chapter in your life, but if you are willing, I'd love to have a conversation about that. Like, what brought you to that? What was it like when you were there? How did you come out of that? What helped you come out of that? What were you able to hold on to to get through it, right? Because that is something that is a completely different perspective, probably from your own. But just because you've never gone through it doesn't mean you can't write about it, doesn't mean you can't bring awareness to it, doesn't mean you can't share about it, right? But when it comes to being intentional with wanting to write a story that does bring a different narrative so that you can get readers thinking, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, we read to escape, but we also love to read when it challenges us, when it makes us ask questions, and when it gets us to think a little bit. And so it would behoove you, you know, to have that conversation so that you can bring those tales to the story you're writing and to bring a different kind of narrative that is, you know, vastly different from your own. And so I know that is one way to really sit down if you're sitting to yourself and you're saying, okay, I want to write a story that's diverse but I don't know how. Start with having a conversation with someone that's different than you. Or if that is, you know, especially if you're an introvert and you're like, well, that's a little too much. Start with reading something that you wouldn't typically read. Pick up a book by someone that's different or pick up a book about a kind of journey that is different, a journey that's unexpected, a journey that you would never think about. That is a fantastic ideal. And I love what you said about the reading because that's actually something I started challenging myself to do a couple of months ago because I, I love fantasy and I love thrillers. I would say thrillers are really my favorite genre to read in, but I was thinking about it and I was like, really, how many books do I read that are outside of that genre? And I think I'm limiting myself by just kind of sticking with these things because there might be other things out there that I really enjoy. And I just don't know because I'm sticking with these two genres. And so I got a subscription to a book of the month club. And so they send me a new hardcover book every single month and I can add on additional ones, which I usually do. And they, the books that they pick out are, they're different. Um, there's historical fiction, which I hardly read. Um, there's contemporary fiction, there's uh, Westerns, which I just picked up a Western to read. Like they are just different books outside of my normal genre. And it just reminded me that, you know, being more intentional with the diversity of the genres that I read and finding things that I really enjoy is awesome, just as it is being diverse with the characters and the stories that I write, even though they're just kind of all in the fantasy world, you know, but that fantasy is so like, there are no limits to that. And so you can just go so far with fantasy. But yeah, that, that is all that I have to say about being intentional and being more diverse. Uh, it does take a moment to sit back and think, but it's good to have those conversations. It's also good to grow and to stretch yourself and to do something that readers will absolutely love. So Stephanie, any final words? No, I agree. I would say that when you are facing diversity, 
do not limit yourself to what people have defined it as because diversity is a lot more complex and a lot more multifaceted than we realize. It does include those who are of different skin colors and come from different cultures, especially cultures that may, that have been marginalized. However, diversity is a wide spectrum of things. And so I would challenge you to challenge yourself right? Take and, you know, evaluate what do you consume? What do you read? What do you watch? What kind of stories do you currently write? What kind of stories are easy for you to write? And then look at the opposite of that. See what kind of stories would be difficult for you to write? What kind of stories would be difficult for you to read? And then challenge yourself and ask yourself, why is it difficult? Why is it so different? You know, um, and expose yourself, you know, take the risk and expose yourself to that and open up your mind so that it can help you become a more well-rounded reader as well as a more well-rounded writer and you are able to naturally bring in different kinds of characters be it how they look where they come from if they have accents what kind of foods they eat what kind of religions they partake in you know what kind of gods they worship what kind of establishments they go to because all of that bring all of that makes up diversity right how we look what our families look like what our everyday looks like where we go to school what gods we worship all of that makes up diversity and so i would encourage you to tap into the unknown honestly so that you can start to open up your mind and begin to write diverse stories you know reach across the aisle talk to someone different and if that's too scary read about someone or a story that's different and that will definitely help you when it comes to intentionally bringing diversity into your stories. Great. Well, we hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you have any comments, we always love to hear from you. Come across to the show notes, leave a comment, and we'll discuss more. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Indie Author Lifestyle Show. The journey to becoming a full-time author on your own terms is easier than you think. With workshops, writing, and marketing resources, and more, we're here to help you live your best indie author life. Ready to dive in? Visit IndieAuthorLifestyle.com for more details. Let's chat again in the next episode.